numbers. Dollars. Meaning you work with numbers? Oh, it's so much more than that. Modernization by streamlining the process. So let's get right down to business. And modern problems require modern solutions. Elementary, my dear Holmes. Elementary. Consider it done. This is The Closers. Welcome to The Closers. I'm your host, M. Daigle, General Manager of Zora Revenue. And if you've listened to our show before, you know I like to start off every episode by asking each of our guests how they refer to the holistic revenue process. In this episode, we're putting together the most interesting answers I've received this season so far. And let me tell you, there are many. So what is it? Quote to cash or something else? Let's find out. You know, it's interesting. It's evolved over time. If you were to go back 10 years ago, I probably would have said, well, it's just revenue, right? But I think, you know, as we've kind of looked at it holistically, I call it quote to cash, QTC. But the reality of the situation is, in my opinion, this is probably the single most important financial cycle that companies need to deal with, right? How do you actually you know, drive that new business? How do you actually account for that transaction? And then ultimately, how is that represented in your financial statement? So yeah, I, I would say quote to cash. If I was to give it a title, and again, as I mentioned before, it's really cool to kind of see how over time it's expanded, right? Moving from, again, just the focus of revenue. If you go back in time when the authoritative guidance came out and said, hey, look, you have to adopt by 2018 if you're public or 2019 if you're private. But just seeing how, you know, companies got in place solutions for that, you know, a, a meeting the objectives. But then the reality is, if you look at it for actually what the, I'll say, overarching objective was, it wasn't just to solve for revenue. It was to solve for the entire quote to cash cycle, right? And it's a transaction that's going to flow from beginning, i.e. that quote to end, which is cash. I actually really think of it as opportunity to renewal, right? And the, the reason behind that is in our twofold, right? If you look at both spectrums is in an integrated world, so much information can be captured at the opportunity level. So if you start from there and even, you know, leading with that empathetic stroke that if you're capturing information from a customer basis and you do it at the opportunity and you effectively flow it through from the quote perspective, it can be a huge game changer. And then, you know, depending on how or, you know, the whatever deal is structured, it could be cash that leads. It could be revenue that leads. You know, <laughs> that's that's really kind of the specs of the deal. But if you think about it, and I tend to think about it through the renewal process, that really carries the customer holistically, not only, you know, logistically and tactically, how efficient does the renewal process flow through the Genesis back office, but also will the customer renew? And is it is it something within our control that will allow for the renewal? And so if you think about it that way, I, I really think that's kind of the cradle to grave. Oh, I love this question. We think about it as the prospect to disclosure cycle. Ooh. And the reason for that is if you think about how people want to engage with customers, prospects or customers in the B2B world, we're all trying to mimic or gain the benefits and create the same frictionless experience that we have in the B2C world. And in the B2C world, we have, as sellers in a B2C world, we have the ability to track what people are doing online, bring in demographic data, all kinds of information, 
right? So when we're beginning to prospect, mm -hmm. we already know a lot about our prospect or customers. And so there's this ability to already engage from a marketing point of view mm -hmm. and bring in operational data, by the way, and revenue information, right? into that conversation early. If you think about whether it's order revenue or quote to cash or quote to revenue, mm -hmm. those are all concepts that came out of really the 1970s, 1980s. Mm -hmm. And the systems that were built mm -hmm. to support that kind of process, which was this linear Chevron chart kind of process, mm -hmm. that was done that way because the systems could only use the resources that they had at the time. Storage was expensive. Memory was expensive. Compute capacity was expensive. Mm -hmm. And so they were relatively, not relatively, they were extremely very fat grained processes mm -hmm. with not mm -hmm. a lot of granularity. And today, again, going back to that B2C, B2B distinction, we now have the ability to create systems where we pull in a lot of information, what we know about a, a prospect, and then we can bring that all the way through in maybe multiple systems, right? From our GL to a billing system, to a revenue accounting system, RevRec system, to mm -hmm. operational systems, to support, to ultimately the disclosure which has got to happen, even if we're a private company, there's disclosures. So we think of it that as a holistic cycle and not a linear process. So we would say, quote to cash is dead, long live prospect to disclosure. I think it's actually morphed a bit over time as my original back in many years ago I was thinking like the order to cash you know we're, we're getting a contract at that point mm -hmm. we're doing a contract review and that's kind of like how i started in revenue and then from there it's like oh well actually we need to construct this contract because i'm thinking oh, i wish they didn't write this or wrote it differently <laughs> so it's like okay now we have to go back a little earlier now we're looking at the quote to cash like okay what is it that we're putting together because i need to understand the products how do they interact what do i need to, to do with that we have SSP of performance obligations, we have dependencies, we're really kind of on that quoting. And I mean, for me, I'm, I'm always interested in what's happening in any business that I go to and how business operates. So, I mean, I'm going back, our, our current outline that we're working on is, is leads. We were taking the whole workflow. It's, okay, where are these customers coming from? Like, even when designing a customer hierarchy, we have to go back and think about how does a partner relationship that also has a large corporation, umbrella corporation with other holding companies, how are we going to organize that? Because at the end of the day, we're still going to have to report things. And I know I get asked a lot of questions of where does this come from? Can I move the data and look at it in different perspectives? I need to know how it's all mapped in order to do that. So what we're doing now is a full lead to catch. And I think it's really important to think about where everything is mapped and how we get the data. Because I get asked a lot of questions. I'm always curious. I'm always trying to link things together and understand it. To think about how can we use the data intelligently? So understanding the organization of everything, and that's really setting up your hierarchies, your customer hierarchies, your product hierarchies, really comes down to the lead. How does it actually come into the business as you even can report revenue in different ways that you're gaining customers? And what do you do with that? 
And I will add to that, like, that's not yeah. even where my role would end or a revenue role would end because we hand mm -hmm. that off, right? There might be that FP&A team that is the next user of data after revenue. It's okay, well, now that I know what happened in the past, I'm going to use that to maybe amend anything that I had planned for the future. So what they would need as an FP&A team might be a little different. So I need to also think about what's the information that I'm handing over beyond just SEC reporting or reporting to a PE firm or there's something else internally that we need to hand over. So we're always needing to think about what it is. Make sure. Maybe we call it lead to fully recognized <laughs> because there are lead so many iterations in there. <laughs> All in there. We think of it as contractual revenue because order the cash is like get an order, I'm going to fulfill it, I'm going to invoice it, I'm going to collect my money. It really doesn't include revenue accounting. The assumption there is the invoice is revenue because it's not for so many organizations. I could be revenue before I invoice. Generally not taking any revenue before I fulfill, but I could be taking revenue up front. So if we think about contracted cash, the source document is really the contract, which end up being an order. It could be a subscription, could be both, could be a project, could be a variety of things from more from an ERP perspective where the, where the starts, but the contract is really the baseline. And sometimes it's the nuances of the contract, what's written into the contract that doesn't get captured in an ERP system, acceptance terms, things like that, but that really will influence the revenue accounting. So to me, it's contract, it's a revenue. The billing is important. I know where I'm at on my balance sheet, unbuilt or deferred or not at all. Cash is a real, obviously important to companies, but it really doesn't have much to do with revenue account unless you happen to be on a cash basis. From someone who has spent many years in SOX compliance, and that's actually how I started my career, every company or client that I had named it differently, right? You have OTC, order to cash, you have book to cash, you have lead to cash, you have lead to revenue. But I think the angle, and I'll try to like be concise about playing this, the angle I'm coming from now as a CEO, I understand the importance of management reporting. And the types of questions you get from investors and analysts. So people want to break down like what my gap revenue is by lead source, right? So what marketing channel did it come from? Is it outbound, inbound events? And show me what the attributed revenue is on a gap basis for 606. So in order for you to think about it that way, well, you really have to think about it all the way from the beginning, starting point of the revenue cycle, for lack of better words. So I call it lead. Lead to reporting. I, I think that's the most comprehensive. So that's a new one that I haven't seen. And there you have it. I hope you are as inspired as I am by all of the different answers from each of our guests on how they define the holistic revenue process. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and stay in touch for more episodes and insights from other revenue and accounting leaders. You can connect with me on LinkedIn at mdagle. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.